1: Welcome to the Cat Podcast. Hello, my name is Jess.
0: Hey, I'm Riley. <laughs> <laughs> I can't follow that. Uh, I can't follow you know that. You my
1: favorite thing, Riley? Hey. Zane and I were talking about the Cat Podcast and I was like, I sound manic in my first episode that I listened to. And he's like, yeah, you're the fire. Riley's the water. He just that's, is that's, very soothing. That's and me. I'm Not, <laughs> I'm not soothing.
0: That's me in all my endeavors, though. <laughs> I just like... On the other podcast I'm the one that brings it back down and <laughs> I'm just the
1: uh, just the
0: downer of the podcast. No, you're
1: not the downer. It's <laughs> otherwise if it was just me. God. Yeah,
0: it'd be tiring to listen to as well.
1: Tiring. I'm tired. I'm yeah. tired of me. Far out. <laughs> I've anyway, got bad news for you. Cats, cats. Yes, meow cats. Meow, meow meow. How are your cats, Riley? Are they good?
0: Oh, they're good. Yeah. They're Frank pretty good. And Albus. Yeah, I stayed at um, I stayed over at Mum and Dad's on the weekend, and um, yeah, Frank, I I, I slept on the couch because there wasn't enough beds for me. But um, yeah, Frank like slept next to me on the couch.
1: Good boy, Frank.
0: And like, I woke up in the middle of the night. He wasn't there when I went to sleep, but I woke up like in the middle I of the love night, that. and he was just there, like not on me or anything, but like just next just to me, next. just next to me, yeah. and I was like, oh. Thanks, man. I needed that.
1: Apparently, Fifi the podcast cat sleeps on Zane.
0: Oh, see, I would simultaneously love and hate that.
1: Mm. Aurora used to, I used to stack my pillows. So I'd have one to sleep on and there'd be one above me and that's where Aurora used to sleep. Yeah. Cleo's not about that life. No. She um, prefers the bottom end of the bed or spooning with Jason <laughs> to remind me that I'm the side bitch. Ow. Look. I feel like uh, boy cats are more affectionate and I feel like females, from the ones that I've encountered, female cats, are just very male-orientated.
0: I would kind of agree. Mm. Um, yeah, one of my um, – yeah, I, I had a girlfriend and she had a cat who loved me to pieces and would, like, sleep on me yeah, pretty, much.
1: Like yeah, <laughs> pretty much. He's mine
0: now. Yeah, pretty much. He's mine. Yeah. Cats. Anyway. How good.
1: How we have good. a hero cat to start off with, don't we, Riley? Yeah,
0: we're going to start off with a hero cat. Um, You may know of her. Her name is Scarlet.
1: O'Hara. What? Gone with the Wind. What? Jesus Christ. Dragon Ball Z, but no Gone <laughs> with the Wind. I fucking can't.
0: Yeah, anyway, I continue. Mean, all right, sorry. Bottomless pit of disappointment over here.
1: The greatest movie of all time.
0: Okay, so Scarlet.
1: <laughs> uh huh. This
0: this will be my last podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a pleasure.
1: Yeah, we're recasting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking.
0: Um. So, Car. <laughs> Jesus. Scar- <laughs> Scarlet was a former stray from Brooklyn, New York. Um, Brooklyn.
1: She's from Brooklyn. Yeah. She got that accent. Oh yeah. Scarlet.
0: Oh yeah. Um. And uh. So something – it was Scarlet's the hero. What happened was there was a fire where she was and her her kittens. She had a litter in an abandoned – like an abandoned garage. I mean, there was a fire in there and she garnered a whole heap of attention because she rescued each and every one of the kittens, like pulled it out of the burning building. Of
1: course she did. She a good girl. was.
0: Oh um yeah so she was only um they reckon she was born June or July of 1995 um the fire happened on March 30th of 1996 mm-hmm. so they reckon when she had the litter she was only um, just about a year old yeah or so. she was like nine, ten months old oh, poor um baby. yeah the poor like
1: dissect um, pets please please
0: and look after them don't make them live in abandoned garages please don't like Give them to me. I'll look after them. Um, so the the fire, on, yeah, on March 30 um, of 1996, Scarlett and her five kittens were in an abandoned garage which was allegedly being used as like a, a crack house um, in Brooklyn. Don't
1: do drugs and don't not dissex do your cats.
0: We've got some for everybody on this podcast. <laughs> um, Continue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, no. Sorry. Oh, no. (laughs) So Um, so fire started from undetermined causes. Um, New York Fire Department responded to a call about the fire and quickly extinguished it. The fire was under control. One of the firefighters on the scene, David Gianelli, noticed Scarlett was carrying her kittens away from the garage one by one. Hmm. Um, So she would go in, she'd pull a kitten out, drop it somewhere, go back in, pull it out. and in doing this scarlet was severe, like really severely burned oh, um pulling her, her kittens out of the fire like her eyes were blistered shut she couldn't see oh, kitty um, her ears and her paws were burned her coat was like completely singed most of her facial hair had been burnt away oh. um and apparently after she got all the kittens out um because she couldn't see them because she had her eyes all blistered shut. Um she went up to each of them and just like touched them with her nose to make sure that they were all there and then just collapsed
1: apparently. Oh, Jesus, rip my heart out, Riley. I, for the love I, look, of god. It, it
0: wasn't me. Oh. I, I I just read it.
1: Oh. I'm I didn't so mean mad. to. I'm so mad.
0: I didn't mean to. <laughs> Oh God!
1: Jesus Christ!
0: Um, so <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. Um, so um, Gianelli, the firefighter, took the took the family to a vet clinic, um, at the North Shore in Port Washington, um, where Scarlett and the kittens were treated. Um,
1: and they all made a full recovery, and it was happily ever after. Yeah, more or less. Oh, don't say that.
0: Um so oh. one so one of the kittens uh, did die of a virus a month after the fire. Um but like after 3 months of treatment and recovery Scarlet and the rest of the kittens survived.
1: Not good enough.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think she did okay.
1: Oh, Scarlet <laughs> but, did a good job. Yeah,
0: Scarlet. More power to couldn't, doll. Could could have done better. Oh, um baby. And so obviously you know media grabbed a hold of that because that's a you know that's a that's a heart-wrenching story. Mm. Um and uh <laughs> yeah got all of that. Um and so Scarlett actually um so Scarlett was then adopted um by Karen Weller. Um am
1: yet Karen <laughs>
0: They after so after the um after the story went out about it there was over 7000 letters saying I can take care of Scarlett. I can look after the kittens. Let me adopt them. Let me adopt them. Let me adopt them. Good people. Um, they Oop. chose to the the clinic where they were chose to divide them up. Um, into two. There was four kittens, so they were went up. They went off in pairs. Mm. Um, so you know they had a brother or sister each. Um, and uh, were adopted out onto residents of Long Island. Um, Scarlett was adopted by Weller as Wellen, Sorry, as I said. Um, in a letter, Welland indicated that as a result of losing her cat shortly after being injured in a traffic accident herself, mm. um, she had become more compassionate and would take in only animals with special needs.
1: Oh, bless, bless you! Those people are so Karen Wellen good.
0: Um, and Karen did a phenomenal job by all reports. Um, because Scarlett lived uh, a long, long life up to October 11 on 2008.
1: Wow, so she that's was a long 13. time. So she went
0: through all that and lived to be thirteen.
1: Oh, good girl.
0: Um, yeah. Um, she yeah passed away at the clinic where um she and the kittens were treated after the fire. Um, now hang on, have I just read the wrong bit? Yes, I have. She was diagnosed um with a heart murmur um while she was uh you know at a vet clinic and um after her death she was reported to have quite a few illnesses. Um, but she she did well. Yeah. Like, she did well.
1: Good girl, Scarlet. Oh, kitty bell. Well, look, if you weren't already feeling really down, I'm going to tell you a story. Oh, no. Okay. Look, I and my partner at the end of 2015 adopted a cat called Aurora. She was three months old through the RSPCA she was the light of my life and the light of my partner's life um you know when you're a couple and then you adopt an animal it's like a baby it becomes your baby because you know different from the pets that I had growing up where you know majority of the time the responsibility of them was with my parents this was mine this was my baby that I looked after um We went through uh, Aurora having an injury and having to pay, you know, several thousand dollars of vet fees and, you know, paying for her food and paying for her litter and looking forward to seeing her every day. My partner travels with work and Aurora would be my comfort because I would suffer anxiety being in the house by myself. Why? Because I probably research too many murders and then I get really scared. And my cat would come and comfort me when I would have panic attacks in the night. She, for all intents and purposes, was a therapy animal for me. If I ever did have an attack during the night, she would know. For some reason, I would call under the bed. I'd just say, Aurora. And then she'd come and sit with me and help me get to sleep. Um, My cat died last year in August. um, And it was the worst. Like I've had cats pass away before. Or they've gone missing or they've had really long illnesses. But I have felt nothing like what I went through last year. Um, I was beside myself and so was my partner. We uh, were lost. This tiny soul that we had been, you know, responsible for had died. And I, I lost my mind. I didn't know what to do. Like I've gone through therapies before. And my father works in the mental health profession, so I was lucky that I had somebody that I could talk to about it. Um, I had a lot of understanding friends that were really great about it and seemed to get the whole thing that you can't just replace an animal. But then there Mm. were really insensitive people that would be like, oh, it's just a cat, get another. It's like, no. no, It's not not a good enough reason to adopt a cat or, you know, anything. You can't – it's not going to be the same. Aurora was her own – special quirky self. No the shit out of me, but man that cat like changed my life. Mm. Um and I struggled because I spoke to my cat, I spoke to my spoke to my cat. I spoke to my dad about this who works in the mental health uh field and I asked if you know there were services available for people that were going through the bereavement of losing a pet because I I felt silly feeling like I did. I couldn't grapple with what I was going through it was horrible um and I had a period of time where I was by myself dealing with it because my partner had gone away and I was all of a sudden alone in a house that I'd never been alone in really because I'd already I'd always had Aurora to be with me so um I had to sorry I'm getting a bit upset um I had to kind of figure my way out of it um So I did a lot of research and it seemed like I wasn't alone there. um, Amazingly, there is a psychologist based in Brisbane that um, works with uh, people that are dealing with the loss of a pet. It actually came up like I think a week or so after Aurora had died. He had gone on Sunrise or something and a lot of people had tagged me in it because he was a vet for – like 15, 20 years, and then he became a psychologist. So he had this unbelievable understanding of what it's like to lose a pet. Because if there are people listening to this that haven't had a pet of their own or, you know, haven't been financially responsible for their own animal, I I cannot describe what that feeling was like, not having her. I – had to completely rework my brain because I would get so excited when I was about to finish work. I'd be like, oh, I get to go home and I get to see Aurora and then I'd have that split thing of going like, oh, she's not going to be there when I get home. So I couldn't listen to any of my music because Jason and I are those weird people that make up songs about our cat So all of my music was out. I couldn't listen to anything so I had to find something else and that is where um, my love of podcasts came on because it was listening to something but it wasn't anything that reminded me of Cleo. So that really helped. So that's how I got through it. It was literally about three or four months of listening to uh, murder podcasts, specifically my favourite murder. Also at that time I was rehearsing a show that was going to be on at the end of the year where I was – for all intents and purposes, playing a cat. Good. So there you go. Yeah, nice. My beautiful castmates, uh, Michael, uh, Hannah and Caitlin and our producer Kristen had to put up with many a rehearsal where I would just be sobbing about Aurora and saying how much I met, missed her. Um, but Kristen, as a dog lady, on the same scale of my cat lady status, yeah, so, the same, the same, so she got level. it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I found a website called... Uh, catster.com and uh, they have seven things that will help you cope with the grief of losing a cat and look nothing's gonna help but maybe this will help so celebrate the cat's whole life not just the end of it so I kept Aurora's Instagram open because there are a lot of photos on there that I hadn't saved to my phone or my partner hadn't saved to his phone so we could go through there and we could look at the moments of Aurora's life that were really, really special to us, especially when we had her as a kitten. She was so tiny and she was so cute. Um, find people who understand what it's like and fuck the rest of them. The amount of people that I had come up, coming up to me just recommending that I get another cat straight away, I was like, no. no. But then finding those people that I could talk to that understood what I was going through was very helpful. Um, take the time to be alone if you need it. Um that's what I did. We had several months where we didn't have a cat because I just, neither of us could comprehend actually having another animal come into our lives. I um, uh, understand that the loss of a pet and grief just in itself is really powerful and it's a process and it will take time. Um, breathe. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Be good to yourself and be good to your body um, and honor the immensity of the grief. So that was some, whoa, microphone, hello, getting personal. Um, those were some things that helped me. But I can say from someone that has gone through it, I acknowledge that Aurora was a massive, massive part of my life and um, the loss of her was very immense, but the positive effects that she had on my life outweigh that. And we did find love again. We, uh, I was more looking forward to having another cat in my life mainly because I feel like I'm one of those people that needs to have a cat. Mm. I need to be able, I need to have something else for my personal anxiety. I need to have something else that I can focus on. I, I find it very soothing having an animal in the house without their presence. I feel like spaces are very empty. Um, but we, we found a cat that was right for us and it was the right moment. For us, and we we met Cleo, formerly known as Tiffany. By the way, if I haven't shared that before, no way, no way, no. Cleo, we were like, no, that's not her name. Um, we met her, and we both formed a bond, and we realized that we couldn't leave her to not be adopted by somebody else. So we went and got her, and that's healed us. But it's also been like a really different experience as to having Aurora. Um, We both adopt, both the cats were torties, not because we're obsessed with torties and we wanted to repeat the experience of having Aurora, but a Cleo was the the cat that needed help. So I think that helps. So don't go out and just find another cat. If you find a cat that you uh, connect with and, you know, you feel like you have to love, then go for it. But, you know, it has to be the right cat at the right time. So yeah. Absolutely. Sorry to be a downer.
0: No, thank you for share. Thank, thank you for sharing that. Like, I'm, like I've, I've lost pets before, and a, as you've said, like I haven't myself had like that. Um, invested all the time and the money the effort, and yeah. the effort and yeah, I have, I, I haven't had that extent of it. But you know, I've, I've lost cats and lost other pets, and yeah, it's, it's never easy. No. And yeah, there's no. Oh, just go get another one. That's nah. that's not a that's not a remedy.
1: Yeah, no. But shout out to remedy. all of my great friends. My friend Ash, the day after it happened, came into work, and I'd had like the worst customer of all time, just be the biggest bitch. And and Ash came in with like a bunch with like a um, some flowers in a pot for me to grow. Nice. And then I just started crying. I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, oh, no. I think it's important to share. So if you yeah, are going definitely. through that, feel free to email us. Yeah, feel feel free to shout like to you know shout out anything. I'd be happy to talk to you about the process of going through it because it's not easy. And the best thing to do in this situation is just to realize that you're not alone.
0: Yeah, and that it. you're
1: not crazy.
0: No hell no! You're
1: not crazy. Oh People God, will no. think that you are, but you're not. Your pet was an important aspect of your life, and if you don't feel anything after their death, then you're a weirdo.
0: There we there go. There you go. There you have it. That's so that.
1: on the up and up.
0: Yeah, let's. Riley's um, going
1: to tell us about Scottish folds. Let's, <laughs> Thank yeah, you, Jesus. Let's,
0: let's change gears <laughs> for a second. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. I'm fine. All right. So uh, I am going to talk now. About the wonderful breed that is the Scottish Fold, um, you may have seen pictures of them before. Taylor um,
1: Swift has two of them: ta- Olivia Benson and uh, Meredith Grey.
0: There you go. I knew she had them. I didn't know what the names were. Um, but yeah, so those are probably the two most famous Scottish Folds. Mm. Uh, but they're they're these adorable, like imps, chubby kind of you know big cats. And their heads just look like perfect circles because their ears flop down. They're folded. <laughs> hence the name. Hence and the name
1: Scottish Fold. They
0: just look so perfect. I love them. Um so I'm gonna have a bit of a chat about them if uh oh my if God, everybody's gonna be it. Please go me. for it.
1: Um
0: so the first Scottish fold um was named Susie. Um she was a white cat and she had these bizarre folded ears that um uh nobody nobody kind of paid much attention to for a little while um she was a mouser um in a in a barn in Scotland's Tayside region um she yeah was noticed in 1961 by a shepherd named William Ross which is a very scottish name um who had an interest in cats um good on you William <laughs> um so she had kittens with a local tom um and uh Ross acquired one of them um, which was he named Snooks. Um Snooks. in the natural way of things, Snooks had kittens and one of them, a male, um, was bred to a British shorthair. Um mm. thus began the development of the first known lop eared cats. Mew, um, mew 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 What and, uses this? Uh, this um sixty one was ah. when um William Ross first noticed Susie. Uh doesn't give a timeline. Right. Unfortunately. Sorry,
1: I don't need them to go day by day, but yeah. good to
0: know. Look, I would have liked day by day. Oh,
1: I know you would. No, I would. I know you would.
0: Yeah. Um. So, yeah, they uh, were first known as the lop-eared cats and later on got the the much more interesting moniker of Scottish, Scottish Folds. Folds. It's so much cuter. Yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah. Um, so they first went to the Uni- United States in 1971. By the mid-70s, they'd been recognized by most cat associations in North America. Um, they could be outcrossed two american shorthairs and british shorthairs um ironically they've not been recognized as a breed in their country of origin um over concerns that the folded ear might lead to ear infections or deafness uh, because of a cartilage related problem which i guess is a fair enough concern
1: yeah um
0: yeah enough about where they came from uh let's talk about them and how like one one of the um best things of a scottish fold if you've seen pictures of one before Um you'll notice that they kind of they sit down. Yeah, they do like a human, sort of.
1: Like Like, how I'm sitting now?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um so they they sit with like their their rear legs kind of splayed out on the floor (laughs) with their tail like in the middle between them. And they're just their front legs just kind of sitting down. (laughs) I'm gonna put a picture in. Um, And I'm actually going to talk about, there's a pair of Scottish Folds that I follow on Instagram who are the cutest goddamn things on the earth. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to be talking, I'm going to have a little chat about them as well and put some pictures up of them. Um, So yeah, they frequently sit like that. Um, Scottish Folds, yeah. um,
1: That's so funny. They sit
0: real weird or they lie on their back with their paws up in the air. Um, There is still actually like completely... Function. function as like you know how cat ears like yeah, look yeah. And stuff. Yeah, their ears still do that. They're just a little bit floppy. Right.
1: Um I suppose that's what I've been apprehensive about the breed. Yeah. Is the ear thing. Just because I know that they're so like cat ears are so sensitive.
0: So integral to Yeah, to a cat, so what basically. they can do. Yeah. Yeah, well apparently they don't actually like they don't suffer any kind of infection or anything. Um, yeah, not infection, but they're also not like inhibited in any way. Oh, that's good that um
1: because you know, like when Munchkin cats, like they're adorable, but man, yeah. they have some
0: problems. Oh god, yeah. Um, and so for a Scottish Fold, um, they sit funny. You know, they're they're pretty smart. They're moderately active. They're always a little bit chunky. Um, they like uh, they like puzzle toys. Um, so like trying oh. to work stuff out because um, they're, they're, they're quite. They're apparently quite intelligent. Um, but their absolute favorite thing is anything to do with human interaction. Oh. Um so they're like they are gonna hang around, they're gonna do whatever you're doing. If you're doing washing, if you're cooking dinner, if you're
1: they're gonna be there. Doing
0: whatever, watching T V. They're gonna be there and they're gonna be invested. Oh, that's so Um, and like (laughs) they love attention. They will very happily just sit there and be doted on. Mm. Um he doesn't like to be left alone, so like probably don't just have one.
1: No, get them a friend.
0: Yeah. I mean, that that way you have two cats. It's, 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 it's a win-win. Yeah. You can't lose in that situation. Um, so, yeah, they don't like to be left alone. They like to have another cat or someone at home with them. Um, they will expect you to play with them, though. So, like, yeah, that would be a fun, fun cat to what have. What a fun house. Yeah, right? And then, like, they're up for naps as well. And they'll curl up to you. They'll watch TV. They'll, you know, cuddle in. Um, they, uh, like, like... A, uh most other sort of bigger cats they suffer from the hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Um uh which is, you know, a form of heart disease uh, that's seen in yeah, quite a few of the larger breeds. They also have some um degenerative joint diseases occasionally.
1: Actually I'm just looking at um a cat that is yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking at that. They do have a joint problem, yeah. which is pretty degenerative. That means that they they can't really go on long haul flights. So if you are ever considering moving overseas with a Scottish Fold it Taylor Swift
0: would... rethink yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so they've got that. Um but like I don't know. I I wouldn't take a cat on a long haul flight. No, would, no. Would but like But yeah, no. And like
1: Some like some cats are more adept to travelling, but yeah. it might just be if they do have this problem then you can't really take them on long haul flights.
0: Yeah. Um so they need to be combed. About once a week, um, get rid of any you know dead hair and distribute the oil for their skin. Um, a long-haired fold, because um, they do come in long hair as well as short hair. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to give it a brush probably a couple of times a week. Um, as with any other cats, you know, um, make sure their dental hygiene is
1: fine. Yeah, make sure their nails are Zane's trimmed. Zane's got some great little treaties here for yeah. Fifi the podcasting cat. Yeah, dental treats, oven roasted chicken flavor, mmm, delicious. Cleans teeth. Yum 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 yum. Um,
0: so the um the colours of Scottish folds are really cool. They've got like such a striking like grey blue. Mm. Um, that's pretty common. Um, and they're you know they're like. Medium-sized cats, so they're not. It doesn't give me
1: not Maine Coon size. No,
0: they're not enormous. Um, but they are. They're, they're solid cats. That you wouldn't call them. Their
1: fur looks a quite small. dense, so yeah. you would need to comb yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Um, so you need a brush that. Um, so the short hair ones is quite dense. Long hair could be a little different. Um, they can get a little rough around the neck. Um, which is cute. You know, it looks like a little mane or something. Um, yeah, Gidies. they're they're just cute, and I'm gonna talk about um, yeah,
1: who's your Instacat of the week, Riley? Uh, I haven't been sharing Instacat of the week because I think that I rule it, but he was like, nope, <laughs> I've got Scottish folds I want to talk about." I'm I like, was okay. like, "I'm
0: jumping in on this one." Um, so the Instacat <laughs> of the week, um, I've got a pair of them. Um, they are bacon and maple, and their handle Excellent is Bacon names. Cup. Bacon Cup. Um, and they are bacon a pair cup, of Scottish cup, folds. Bacon cup, bacon uh cup. In Sydney, Australia. Oh!
1: We'll go on a trip, road trip. See Bacon Cup.
0: I'm keen. Um, So they here is the. uh, If
1: you want to shout us out, oh mate, the
0: sitting pose. Um, There'll be links to all this in the show Uh, notes. Yes, we'll tag
1: Bacon Cup. Yeah,
0: they are Uh,
1: gorgeous. Look, Bacon Cup. Do we follow them? I do. I'll make sure that they were they were following do. them on Instagram um, and I'll send them a message to let them know they're being shouted out on the podcast. Yeah, good. Because, man, they are cute. I would like to meet you.
0: Yeah. Oh, look at Hell their yeah. belly. So, yeah, one of them's is oh. the.
1: <laughs> oh. Go to post. It's on the 15th of February and the caption is too many dates with my one too many felines. Oh, mate. That's a cat and a half.
0: It's it's a it's a ripper Instagram. So that's Bacon on that one. He's the gray, bluey one. Aww. Um and Maple is a really Maple cute little like, like, um, white. Maple looks like Meredith Grey.
1: Yeah, um, she does a little bit. um can't. She does a little bit. Bacon cup, Bacon cup. Oh, so cute. Yeah. Um, Speaking of cute, is it time? Is it time for our best friend's feline profile of the week? Oh, yeah. I think
0: it is. <coughs> Okay. Here we go. So, who we got this week, Jess? (laughs)
1: This is Hazel. Oh, Oh, she's so cute. She's so adorable. So, she was born on the 10th of October 2015. She's female. She's a domestic short hair and she's available in Spring Hill. So, she's not far away at all from us. Let's go there now. Just a
0: quick little stroll.
1: Apparently, on the snuggle scope, she's quite cuddly. On the cat scope, she's wary of bigger cats and will growl at them. Dog scope, untested, but she's probably wary. But child scope untested, but should be fine with them. So if you do have little, uh, little children, I was about to say little doggies, no, little children. <laughs> um, so she's got a few little uh, nicknames because she is like she's a chubby girl, sweet pea, Chubbly bum, sugar snap. And Crazy Hazy. That's my personal crazy fave. Crazy Hazy.
0: Oh, yes. Uh,
1: so uh, she's a cinnamon tabby. She's an absolute delight and will make her future owner a beautiful, adventurous, and funny pet. She's on the smaller side for an adult cat but has the most scrumptiously plump belly and is still very kittenish in nature, bouncy, fearless, and inquisitive. She was rescued from death row at the Warwick Pound around oh. Christmas 2015 and has lived with her foster carer. Oh, my God. Hazel. What? Oh my gosh! This is my friend's foster cat. Actually, my friend Natalie Pachensky, This is her cat Hazel. Seriously, I'm pretty sure.
0: We hold did on. We didn't. Yeah, we we didn't plan this. This I is entirely by chance. I totally didn't
1: realize, Natalie. Hold on. Oh my god! I swear to God. Yes, that's Hazel. Oh my god! It <laughs> is too. <laughs> so my friend Natalie. This is her. This is her foster.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Oh, my God. I'm so – I didn't even realize – um, Hazel will So you definitely have to go and adopt her now um, yeah. Hazel will adapt to Well to a household with other cats And she loves to chase and run and jump And play but may need some time And patience to adjust She eats well and she uses her litter perfectly cool. I don't doubt that Nat's a stickler for that stuff <laughs> um, And loves to clamber up scratching poles Or up onto high places She's not a lap cat and doesn't like to be picked up For too long because she's busy She's, got, she got, stuff she's got stuff to do. she got stuff to do. She loves to sleep on your bed with you and loves your attention yes. during playtime. She goes nuts over dangly bird toys. Fifi <laughs> feels that, don't you doll? <clears throat> she will pursue them until she's, she pants. Um, if you were adopting her as a solo cat, you'll need to spend good quality time interacting with her because she has really bonded with um, the other foster cats that Nat works with and um, also her resident cat. Crazy Hazy has been an indoor cat her whole life and she has a strong chase drive. She needs to be kept indoors to avoid running off and following estern- external tra- uh, distractions. Don't we all, doll? Um, she's untested with dogs but may learn to live with them given careful introduction. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Hazel's future forever owner must be willing to stay in contact with her foster carer, Natalie, who has a big place in her heart for this funny little girl and will want to see photos of her flourishing in her new home. <laughs> so oh. if you're interested in looking and adopting Hazel or any other cats that are featured on Best Friends Felines, their website is www.bestfriendsfelines.com. You can apply to be a foster carer. You can donate to them. You can look at all of their programs about rehoming cats and looking after um, their last litter program. So, yeah, you should go on. Oh, my God, there's a Maine Coon cross on here. Stop it. His name's Skittles. We'll get to that next time. Oh,
0: my God. Skittles.
1: Oh, my God. If Skittles isn't going to be adopted haven't by me. Yeah, if
0: I... If I haven't got him already, we'll talk about him next time.
1: So thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Um, make sure you're rate and review. You can follow us on Instagram at The Meow Podcast. You can send us an email at podcast at gmail.com. Got it right the first time.
0: Nailed it.
1: Yeah. You can follow us on Facebook at Everybody Wants To Be A Cat. Please send us photos of your cats and tell us about them. We would love to do like a pet profile of the week if yeah. we get sent Hell them. Yeah. Um, Yes, so make sure you're following us on all your socials. Make sure you rate and review, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Bye. Meow. World is a mess. War, famine, politics. Why can't everyone just get along?
0: Yeah, like in musicals. Musicals fix everything. If people listened and learned from musicals, everything
1: would be better. Ah. Music, lights, and spontaneous choreography. What isn't there to love? If you want to learn all of
0: life's. Imp- Important lessons. Or just listen to some musical theater nerds wax lyrical.
1: Subscribe to Musicals Told Me Everything I Know wherever you find fun and funny podcasts. Or at our website at that's not canon A That's Not Cannon Productions podcast.
0: A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend.